Non, c'est ce que je disais. Oui, moi, c'est bâti, c'est de la blague. Après tout, tout est beau. Il n'y a qu'à s'intéresser aux choses et les trouver belles. Time has come. Catherine Bigelow! This and some of the other nice things that have happened to me in the last couple of days may turn me into some sort of hopeful optimist and ruin my whole life. Spoil? <laughs> Did he spoil me? No! I remember quite clearly it was 1946 and I was four years old. My mother took me to see King Vidor's Duel of the Sun. You've got to say, I'm a human being! God damn it! My life has value! Babel, Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu. I'm a man! Well? Nobody's perfect. <laughs> Al film italiano Deserto Rosso di Michelangelo. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. Three artists in the presentation of the Palm d'Or. Adele, Lea, and Abdel, 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 Oh, it is not over. We must continue. Oh. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, hello and welcome to podcast. It's episode 69 uh, from filmotomy.com and I'm Robin. I'm joined today by fellow filmotomer, uh, Joel Melendez. Hello, Joel. Hi, everybody. Uh, our special guest this week, uh, not that Joel isn't special, but uh, is uh, Adriana Gomez-Weston, who I found glued to the Criterion channel in Twitterland. Uh, so thank you for joining us today. So it's, a, it's a real pleasure. That you, you thank were... you for having me. Uh, so just tell us where we can find you then. I mean, you, you have a website. Who do you write for? What is it you do relating to film? Um, I'm in a number of places. Um hmm. I have my own website I'm called the cinema soloist org or dot com it's either one of those and I also um, joined the staff of award circuit and I recently was added to the team at much ado about cinema I haven't had any pieces published just yet but I just joined them so you'll see stuff from me and I freelance so you might see my name floating around here and there kind of everywhere great so what we're going to talk about today it's something that, that, this is something that Joel and Adriana have that I don't, which is access to the the Criterion channel, which launched earlier this month. Um, and as I'm in the UK, I'm going to have to wait a little longer, as I did with, with Filmstruck. Um, so before we get to the Criterion channel itself, let's just hover around Filmstruck just quickly. I'm, I'm guessing that you both subscribe to that as well. Yes, I didn't have it for very long before it um, before it um, when it went down. But yeah, I had it for a little while. Joel, did you have it? Yeah, I had it too, and it happened the same to me. Like Adriana, uh, I only had it like for four months or five months, and and then I received the you know uh, debt notice. You know, I was I was like, wait, what? Seriously? <laughs> So, yeah, I, I was kind of depressed when, when I learned the news, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame because there's not a lot of s- services quite like this. I know I'm going to touch upon some of the films you can get elsewhere, but with it with this kind of collection of in one place, it's great for people like, like us that love all the old classics and the, and the world cinema, but also it's like for people to learn about these films. You, you speak to people and they're like, oh, I've never seen 
you know, a, a Goddard film. It's like, well, why not? They're not available. Well, they are, um, but, you know, that film struck was, was short and sweet. Um, the range in the UK that we had when we had film struck wasn't anywhere as near as good as what, what you guys get. Makes you wonder, makes you wonder what the world's coming to. I suspect the Criterion Channel, when it comes here, will be similar, but I believe there's like 1,500 films at the minute. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. So, like, what were your first impressions then when you, we'll start with you, Joel, I mean, when you signed up and you started browsing and what we expected and what was your first impression once you got, you sat there in front of your big, massive laptop? <laughs> well... First, I tried on the phone because I was uh, I was going to class uh, before the site launched, so I had to check check it quickly, you know, in the app. And uh, in the phone, I could barely see the many movies it had, you know, because it was divided by and still is divided by collections instead of divided by, you know, uh, the whole uh, uh, films they have, you know. So it was kind of difficult to find how many films they really had. It wasn't until I got home after school that I was able to learn the real uh, number of films they had. I was like, damn, that's, that's a lot of numbers, you know, uh, <laughs> because 1,500 films is a lot, you know, to look for. And it doesn't only include feature films. It includes shorts too and some episodes of series done by uh directors that usually are part of the criterion collection like fassbinder and uh bergman you know they had some series in their in their countries that were uh spectacular as their as their films so in part is the the large number is because of that too you know and it's amazing. I, I'm going to have a great year, you know, uh, being able to, to watch most or at least, you know, a few of these films uh, and learning from them. Uh, Adriana, what about yourself? Um, I mainly looked at it on my computer at first. Um, I think they're, like, updating as they move along because I don't know if they had that function where you could see everything right away. If it was, I couldn't find it. Um, so I did look around and find, well, it has a section called all films. So I took some time to, I didn't see everything cause there was too much, but I took some time to like scroll and see everything they have. And I really liked that They added the, um, organize the filter by country director, um, genre. And I think the time period, which is really great. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's also helpful they do do collections. So if you're interested in a specific director, like they right now they have the David Lynch. I like that they have everything of his in one little section and all like the accompanying materials with that, which I kind of like. But it's still like taking a bit of getting used to. And like it does take time to like figure out what they have, go through the content, and you have to do a bit of scrolling and kind of like playing around on the site for a bit to see like the actual like amount which is a lot like jill said there they have um shorts as well and they have like accommodating features and like commentary on there so it's it's a lot of to get through but it's awesome 
Uh, do you think this, that browsing is part of? I know, I know if you know what you're looking for, it's a bit frustrating, I suppose. But isn't that browsing sometimes? It's quite enlightening because you'll find something. Oh, oh, they've done. They did that. I did not know about that. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm a really indecisive person, so it helps <laughs> sometimes just to like. Well, it helps and it hurts me because it's like, oh, that looks good, and then oh, that looks really good. But yeah, they, I think they have it alphabetical where they list everything. And this is very, very important. Uh, so, Joe, would you say that the the app is not very good, or is it just it needs refining? I mean, it still needs some uh, fixing because it, when I you can search the title of the film you want to watch. You know, I, I like like I said, I I look for Chronos, which which is a film I wrote about uh, recently. Uh, I searched Chronos and it was there. You know, it's part of the Criterion Collection, but it needs that part where you like can scroll and look for you know in a particular order on a particular filter, like Adriana said for for year, for country, for director. Uh, it needs that feature in the app in the phone app because it helps. You know, as some people don't have access to a laptop or or a desktop uh, or even you know a Roku or whatever, and so the phone is the only option. Even though that might you know kill directors like Christopher Nolan, Steven Spielberg, who don't <laughs> like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes it's the only solution. It's it's not the people's fault. It's it's just that it happens. It's the only the only thing they had available, so they had to uh, watch the movie right there. In, yeah. Uh, so what what have you seen? I know you've seen Chronos so far. Uh, Adriana, have you, what what films have you seen? Any new films you hadn't seen before? Um, the other day I watched um, Black Narcissus, and last night I was watching uh, Le Rendezvous de Anna, right. and then I saw one called um, Was it Never Trust a Holy Whore? That's a German oh. that I found. <laughs> I don't know. That one. <laughs> Uh, so, Joe, what else have you seen recently? Um, any sort of discoveries? Well, I ha- I had only watched a few. I, I had I I haven't had time to watch, you know, like uh, three movies a-, a day or something like that because I had other stuff to do from college and everything. But I have been updating my watch list. So, when you know, I sat down finally to watch more films and I know what to watch you know so it does have a it does have a what I mean I'm a bit in the dark and I'm kind of kept in the dark on purpose but I'm acting like I'm a you know criterion for dummies but does it so it has a watch list facility you can save films and you can you know go to your watch list and pick your film that you've saved oh yeah it does um that's what I've been trying, but I don't think it's, like, obvious, like, in some other um, streaming services, you kind of have to, like, I think, dig around, like, I think, like, in Netflix, you can go hover and add to list. I wish it had it like that, because I have to, like, click on everything and try to find that in there on the, at least on the computer to add it to the watch list. Yeah, they may change that, but they usually do, don't they? I know that even Filmstruck was always a work in progress. They were always changing and adding I know their website wasn't wasn't fantastic. Um, I mean, I went on it today and I just talk about the films. I just went on search and I just searched everything, you know, and it brought everything up. And I just scrolled through that list 
Uh, uh, my mouth was watering by the time I got to the bees. You know, it's it's fascinating. The, the thing I want to add is that it's not only like the eclectic range of films like from around the world, but also from going back decades. You know, the, the old films. These some of these films that we struggle to find generally. Not in, we're never going to see these in cinemas, but even just to find online. You know, you struggle. So it gives us this great, often forgotten films that are accessible. I know many pe- people will probably say, well, you can get that on iTunes, you know, you know, Breathless from Goddard. You can get that anywhere now, you know. Um, but what I like about it is it's different to those services. It's because it's catalogued. It means you're literally, like, tripping over these films. So you're less likely to, like, say, go looking for... Um, Rainerin or Fassbender if you've Fassbender if, if you've not seen any of his work whereas this way you can fa- find him and discover him for yourself and I think that discovery is is like a massive part of it do, do you agree with that is it would you encourage others to to sign up just because they will find stuff they've not seen before and they'll discover new films and new filmmakers yeah, I would say so. It's really good for that. Because um, a lot of the other services, they don't organize it that way. And especially if you're going in and you're not as knowledgeable, like you don't know who you're interested in seeing, they have like they they have like the collections, and you can check it out that way, which I think is really important for any critic or any aspiring filmmaker, anyone who loves film in general. Yeah, I I think the same. You know. Uh, it's a great place to learn about cinema, the history of cinema. Uh, they had the earliest work of Charlie Chaplin, for example, that are movies uh, that were made in the late uh, 10s, 1910s, sorry, and the early 20s. So, you know, you can find all, the, all those films there. You can find stuff from Sergei Eisenstein, like, you know, Battleship Potemkin, for example, which is a classic film everyone who's a fan of cinema should should watch mm-hmm. at least once in their life. Uh, and you have, uh, you know, the, mm, the passion of Joan of Arc, too. You have a lot of, of films that are essentials to every cinema lover out there. And if I know someone that's into it, that, that likes that stuff and, and likes to learn, especially learning, uh, then, yeah, I would recommend it uh, without thinking it, you know. Yeah. And there's so many, so many people that... I mean, Al Robinson, I'm going to name him. He's somebody that... You know, Joel, don't you? Um, yeah. <laughs> you, mentioned, you mentioned a film to him and something that's probably as classic as Eight and a Half, uh, and he'll say, I haven't seen it. It doesn't make any sense. You know, I wouldn't say he was was a bit ignorant, but I think he's a bit sort of like, well, how do I watch it? You know, exactly. And I would say to someone like him, because he loves films as much as we do, he just he doesn't know how to see these these type of films. And I would say to him, just sign up, Al, and I'll see you in six months. (laughs) You know, because he'll bury his head in it, and he'll discover all these films we've been talking about that he hasn't seen that that he should have seen. Not just the ones you mentioned, the rare ones, but the these big directors that they're classics that are in the big lists that everyone should see. So, I mean, like pros and cons. What what else is do you find? What other negatives do you have so far uh, regarding the site, the app, the range? 
Adrian, I'll, I'll go to you if you don't mind. Is there anything else you found as a bit of a stumbling block or you think that could change? Like, I really wish they had, like, a suggestions. Like, if you like this, um, you should watch this. Or, like, based on your history, they recommend some other stuff to you to watch that you might like, which I think would be really helpful if you're trying to discover new directors and new films. I wish, I, I hope they'll probably bring that in later but I think that would be helpful because like I mentioned earlier I'm very indecisive sometimes so sometimes I wish they say hey you should watch this and I'm like oh that looks good I'll try that out because I feel like the way that um the site is right now like they set up things for you um with the collections but I think sometimes you might need a little more pushing because like it's like we've mentioned, there's a lot of content on there and it takes so much just to go through it all. And like for me, it takes me longer to probably find a movie than it does to watch one. So, <laughs> And I think you're not the only one. You know, it, ha it has happened to me too. Like, I want, I want to watch this film, but then I see this other film and this other film and this other film. It's like, oh my God, what do I watch? You know, it's, it's very funny, but, but it's, it's kind of, of you know, Annoying in the sense that you end up watching nothing because, like, oh, my God, it's too late. I had to go to work tomorrow to, or to college, you know, uh, so I had to sleep. So I, don't, I end up watching nothing instead. So it's, it's kind of frustrating. <laughs> it's a trap. I'm sure of it. In the desktop version, I think they can improve uh, the way they add films to the watch list. It's kind of difficult, especially in the part that you have all films available. You can't click on the film and, well, you have to, like in Netflix, you have to click on the film, enter the information, uh, you know, the synopsis of the film, etc., and then you can add it to watch list. I think it, it would be easier if the option is, like, it was in Filmstruck, like right there when you, like, pass the, the cursor over the, the, the image of the film, you had the option to add to watch list or look for the... Uh, summary of the film it should be like that uh, I I think it works better so positives then what what do you get within the bridge is there anything you get that you don't get elsewhere uh, with the service I would say it has a lot of films especially early films like from 1900s through the 50s that you can't find on any of the other streaming services like Netflix they don't really have a lot of classic films on there um, so I think that is a wonderful plus that, like, it has these access to these real films you can't really easily find somewhere else. Because I think Amazon might have a few, but they're not, um, like, it's a catalog. They're not, um, like, logged correctly or, like, they don't know how to, like, categorize it. So I think that's good that they have that there for you to see it and find it. So I think that is the, the biggest plus there. Still, doesn't it get monotonous doing the same routine things every day? Um, Joe, what other, what other streaming services do you use then at the minute? Well, right now, I'm using Netflix and using Criterion Channel. Uh, just got subscribed to Shutter. Uh, it's a horror streaming service, horror film streaming service. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm doing the, the free trial for now. Uh, and so far, I like it. Um, and I had, for a time, uh, Amazon Prime, but uh, it, since a year ago, I don't have it. 
So I have been, I haven't been able to to watch anything under uh, uh, from them, you know, from from that time. Yeah. Um, I want to add about the uh, positive stuff from Criterion Channel. Yeah. I ha- I I agree with Adriana. I think the biggest plus there is that we had access to films that otherwise uh, we don't have to, you know. In Netflix, we can find classics. In Amazon, we can find a few, but it's kind of difficult digging up, you know, to find them. Mm. Uh, even I think even Voodoo, which is a streaming service, has more classics uh, if you dig enough than Amazon or Netflix. Uh, mm. I was surprised to find one day uh, a free version of um, Battleship Potemkin, which was like wait what <laughs> it's here but it's not on netflix or amazon what the fiction man uh so yeah but criterion has all of that and it has it organized it has it divided by year hide uh, by director etc whatever whichever need you need uh, you need uh you can find it there you know and besides that it also what I like about the Criterion Channel is how they take care of their films. You know, like they're not, they don't also add the films, they add complementary stuff to them that you can learn from them too. Uh, for example, when I watch, when I end up watching Chronos, uh, I watch a few uh, clips that was Guillermo del Toro talking about the film or uh, you know, like a bonus uh, part of the movie that he visits his house where he has uh, lots of stuff, uh, horror stuff he has uh, kept throughout the years and and what it means to him and how he got that collection, etc. And how it had influenced his movies and other people that work in, in his movies to make the the film better you know the it's 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 amazing you know so how, how like, they like dvd extras i suppose it's, yeah, yeah and they have it at least for each i thought it was only for the criterion uh editions ones but almost every movie has an extra you know mm. and that's that's good because you, you it's it, you don't only you don't only learn uh from the film itself but you can learn from other stuff from the film that you know it 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 makes the experience a little uh it, it makes the experience much better and you learn more yeah, which is important well now that was quite a speech oh i'm sorry if i bored you I... bored me oh no no quite the opposite and they also had to uh a lot of female filmmakers which which is amazing you know uh Especially when when you want to learn more about because we live in a world that most of our favorite directors are men, mm-hmm. and it's not you know in part it's our fault, but in part it's you know uh, Hollywood or the cine the cinema industry faults because they tend to go with men instead of you know giving a chance to women that you know are doing great job like Claire Denis and Jane Campion and uh, Tamara Jenkins, Patty Jenkins, uh, Sofia Coppola. There's a lot of women out there. Agnes Varda, uh, 
most of their most of her movies are there too because uh, you know she passed away recently and for because of that they were able to uh put most of her catalog there um yeah because her films are hard to find yeah. as well i don't know if they are where you are but again i'm going to go keep going back to the uk thing but her films are very very difficult to find uh, you know the, the base the, the classics but I struggle to find. She has made a lot of films that I haven't, I haven't even seen. Yeah, and I'm kind of lucky, you know, Robin, because if it weren't for the part that, you know, we, we are a colony of the United States, uh, which is the right name, I, I know some people who say, no, you're a commonwealth. No, we're a colony. Sorry, people. Uh, I live here. I know we're a colony. Uh, we're a colony of the United States. We don't have access to it because... Uh, because if we, if we, right, if we were Puerto Rico, you know, the island in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. uh, we we wouldn't have that access, you know. So I'm kind of grateful for that part. I don't want to have a lot of sort of competing with Filmstruck. I mean, is it, has it transferred? Is it now? Is it a better service? This is it similar? What do we think? I think it's comparable, but I think one thing that uh, Filmstruck had is they have more access to the the Warner archive, so they had a lot of those films as well. But Criterion mainly just has access to like their um, their archives. So Filmstruck, I think they had some of the Criterion channel and a lot of these other films from Warner. So I think it's comparable, but I don't think it fills the void as much as it could. But they're trying. Um. So, Adriana, what just look just to, to sort of finish really with with the the stuff you do writing wise film, how is the, the Criterion Channel going to aid you in that? Is it going to be a great resource for you? Oh yeah, I would say so. I didn't go to film school or anything like that, mm. so I think the best way I could learn on my own is to watch more movies, because I of course there is a source of. Im- embarrassment when you don't know something or somebody like have you seen that or as a film lover or a film critic you need to have seen that so I think hey I need to go watch that then or take time to learn new directors because it helps I think as a writer so when you're writing you know if there's a reference in there I guess for instance if there's an old classic movie that's referenced in a film and you don't know about it you can't write about that and I don't want to miss those kind of references or like Easter eggs or anything like that in my writing in the future. Or you want to see how, uh, I guess, a more new director, in that case, was inspired by someone else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I suppose the extras as well, the the, the interviews and that Joe mentioned, will be sort of quite useful as well. Um, it's going to help you, Joe, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm... I'm a learner, you know, I, I like to learn uh, as an aspiring teacher, a math teacher. Uh, I try to tell my students that, that the best thing they can do is to learn every day something new. And, and every day you learn something new, uh, which with film, uh, I do that uh, because I like, I like watching films. Uh, it's true that I don't have uh, all the time in the world to watch a, a film every day. I wish, but I, I can't. Uh, 
but every time I have the opportunity to watch a new film or rewatch one that I love, uh, I try to learn something about it. Uh, so Criterion is going to help me a lot because it's, it has a lot of classic uh, films that inspired my favorite directors of, of now, you know. Yeah. And now I can understand why they chose this, uh, this, you know, this style or this camera movement or why this shot looks like this, etc., etc. because they're influenced or they had uh, an idea from other directors from the past. And that's important, you know, you, you, you can talk, like Adriana said, about a film, right, if, if you don't know how it was influenced by other films or films. Yeah. So Criterion Channel is important because of that, and that's why when Filmstruck was lost uh, earlier, earlier this year, most people were uh, sad because it was a resource that people can use to, to learn, to, to, to know about this. So hopefully the Criterion Channel will stay alive for, for a long while and help all these aspiring filmmakers, aspiring critics, or simply movie lovers uh, to become more informed and, and learn more from the seventh art. Wow, I'm sold. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it... Uh, just to finish it, is it value for money in what you, what you pay if you get the most out of it? Is it good value? Yes or no, this is your last chance. No beating around the bush. I, I would say so because it's an educational tool, tool and it has a bunch of like the special features on the site as well as everything's catalog. And ev- there's like a great description with each um, film. So I think it is... If you need any kind of subscription, uh, sorry, with all the subscriptions out there, I think it is essential if you are interested in educating yourself. Yeah. So I think I would say it's a value for the money. Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, especially when Netflix is going to uh, opt their, their cost to fifteen ninety nine. I think, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's a rumor that's been circulating uh, on Twitter land. Uh, but if you compare the prices, you know, even though Netflix is producing new stuff every day or every week, I don't know how they do that. Uh, it, 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 it's all new stuff, you know, and, and that's good. But at the same time, we need the old stuff, you know, to, to, to learn, to, to educate ourselves. And that's why the Criterion channel is essential. So for, I got lucky. I, I was one of the Criterion uh, charter subscribers, I think it's the name for the people that subscribe before the before the launching date. Okay. So I I only paid uh, a ninety nine a month or the yearly plan, which is the one I chose, which is I think eighty nine ninety nine a year, which is uh, thirty dollars uh, savings if you if you uh, <laughs> compare it for a uh, the normal subscription for for a year, uh, every every month. Oh, right. So yeah, that's that's a big deal for me. I I I would pay for it every year if it was that it was that price, yeah, and it's cool. worth it. I'm just gonna quickly before we go. 
12 films that I've, I found um, that I would recommend I, I'm going to talk about. I'm just going to, for anyone listening who is not quite sold yet, you know, there's, there's these 12 films. Um, I'll be as quick as I can. There's a film called Where Is A Friend's How by Abbas Kiwistami. Uh, he's a great filmmaker. Summer with Monica, which is a Bergman, one of Bergman's early films. A lot of people haven't seen it. You should. A uh, French director called Eric Rome, uh The Green Rays on Criterion. That's also one of his underseen films. I, I don't think a lot of people know who Eric Romer is. He's a great filmmaker and he's a great screenwriter. Uh, Goddard's Little Soldiers on there, which is one of his best films, in my opinion. And most people who know Goddard have not seen that film. So there you go. And Kislovsky as well. No End is on there, one of his early films. Um, Maketa Lazarova, which is the Czech film from 67. Brilliant film. People, again, people have not heard of that. Uh, we did 67 recently on the site, and it, it didn't do very well on the... We did a vote, and it didn't feature very high because people just don't know about it. The same with Lady Snowblood, which I know Joel is, a fan, is on there as well. Um, uh, Metropolitan by Whit Stillman, which is an American film. It's one of the films that started the independent cinema in America. Very important film, very good. Um, uh, Anton Yuri's early film, uh, La Miche, which is, I think it's translated as the, the Girlfriends. Um, and Susan Beer, Danish filmmaker. A film called After the Wedding. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen's in it. Uh, that's a really good film as well. So there's just a few. Um, oh, News from Home as well. Chantal Ackerman. Absolutely brilliant film. Beautiful film. So there you go. I hope you've written all that down. Um, <laughs> if Joel and Angela have not convinced you, like you need convincing. I mean, this is. It seems like it's a great channel. It's got a few creases that need ironing out, but. It offers certainly a lot of things that the other sites don't. You better grab some coffee, your mind's beginning to play tricks on you.